Hello! Welcome to Dragons in a Bag. This is Chapter 3, and this is Mr. Spicer reading it to you. Here we go. I sit by myself in the kitchen with my eyes glued to the box and my mouth glued shut by peanut butter. I try not to blink, but nothing happens for so long that I cave. Did I imagine the whole thing? Maybe there's nothing special inside that box after all. Then I hear a scratching sound at the window, which is open just a crack. At first, I think the breeze is making the crisp, yellowed paper blind scrape against the window frame. But when the sound keeps up, I realize there's something moving out on the fire escape. I take another swig of root beer to unglue my mouth, just in case I have to cry for help. Then I stand up and take a deep breath. I go over to the window and carefully lift one corner of the drawn blind. The sight of a furry gray squirrel makes me sigh with relief. Squirrels are harmless, but this particular one seems determined to open the window. She reaches her paws under the edge and her sharp claws scratch against the metal frame. Want to come in? I ask, even though I know she can't understand me. But to my surprise, the squirrel stops reaching under the window and nods at me. I glance over my shoulder to make sure Ma's not around. She must have one of those really old rotary phones because I can hear her dialing it in the dining room. I tug at the blind so that it rolls up a bit. The squirrel clasps her paws together and eagerly hops from one foot to another. If I ever let a rodent into our kitchen, Mama would pitch a fit. I think they're kind of cute, but Mama says squirrels are just rats with bushy tails. I bet Ma would pitch a fit too, but something about this squirrel makes me think it's a risk worth taking. I lift the window so the squirrel has enough room to crawl inside. The first thing she does is hop onto the counter where Ma left the stamp-covered box. The squirrel grabs the box like she's going to lift the package up. Then she turns her head and rests it on top of the box. She closes her bright black eyes and I realize she's listening to whatever's inside. For several seconds, the kitchen is silent. I can hear Ma's voice in the other room. It sounds like she's arguing with someone. Finally, the squirrel lets go of the box and bursts into a fast-flowing stream of screeches and chirps. I can't understand what she's saying, of course, which seems to frustrate the squirrel. She hops from the counter to the table and grabs what's left of my peanut butter sandwich. Are you hungry? I ask. Go on. Take it. I don't want any more. I expect the squirrel to start nibbling at the half-eaten sandwich, but instead, she hops back onto the counter and sets the sandwich on top of the box. We both wait to see what will happen. A low rumbling sound comes from within, and then the box suddenly jumps and the sandwich goes flying onto the kitchen floor. I bend down to pick it up, and that's when I feel the squirrel's four feet on my back. When I stand up, I see that she has hopped from the counter to the top of the fridge. The determined squirrel is pushing aside Ma's bread box to reach the cupboard it's blocking. What's up there? I ask. The squirrel answers in her own language and keeps tugging at the knob on the cupboard door. It seems to be stuck or locked, and as the squirrel tries harder to open the cupboard, her feet push the metal bread box closer and closer to the edge of the fridge. I reach up my hands to stop it from crashing to the floor before anxiously glancing over my shoulder. You better quiet down or Ma will hear you, I warn the squirrel. She stops chattering and puts her front paws on her hips 
as she studies the closed door. Maybe the cupboard really is locked. I put my hands on my hips, too, and think for a moment. What could be so important that Ma would keep it locked away in her kitchen cupboard? And what's the connection between whatever's hidden in the cupboard and whatever's inside the box from Madagascar? The squirrel tries to fit her claws under the edge of the door, but the cupboard still won't open. She screeches and jumps up and down in exasperation. Hold on, I'll help you, I say. I lift up a chair to make as little noise as possible as I move it from the table over to the fridge. I put one foot on the seat of the chair and my second foot leaves the floor just as Ma comes back into the kitchen. What on earth? Ma's eyes dart from me to the squirrel and over to the box. I hop down from the chair and brace myself for a whole lot of hollering, but instead Ma quietly asks, Where are the marshmallows? Marshmallows? I ask. Is that what Ma keeps locked away in her cupboard? You didn't give them any, did you, boy? She asks with a panicked look on her face. No, Ma. She glares at me, so I quickly say, No, Ma. Then I wonder just who she meant when she said them. Whatever's inside the box, there's more than one. The squirrel pounds her tiny fists on the cupboard door and screeches at Ma. Who asked you? Ma cries. You noisy little troublemaker, get out of my kitchen. When the squirrel doesn't obey, Ma grabs a wooden cane that's leaning against the wall. For a moment, I think she's going to wallop me, but instead Ma raises the cane and aims for the squirrel. She jumps out of the way just in time and Ma's cane crushes the metal bread box instead. It clatters to the floor and the squirrel lands on my head before hopping back onto the counter. She stands on her hind legs and chatters angrily at Ma. Don't you tell me how to handle my business. I may be old, but I ain't deaf. Now get! Get! Ma swings the cane again and this time it comes down hard on the cardboard box. The squirrel and I gasp at the same time. Ma doesn't seem to care that there's things that are alive inside the box. She raises the cane over her head once more, but this time the squirrel surrenders. She backs away from the badly dented box, her paws held up in surrender. Then, to my surprise, the squirrel looks straight at me. She points at the locked cupboard above the fridge before squeezing out of the open window and disappearing down the fire escape. That's chapter three. We'll see you next time for chapter four.